la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. to action action the podcast that watches all the action movies that exist and we put them on a great big list we're ranking these fuckers as we go i am dustin i am joined by my co-host you know him you love him he's the house cat james <laughs> it's a me and uh john is still dead so he's, he's dead to us he's dead to us <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll have to resurrect his corpse for one of these episodes coming up, but uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so today we're going to talk about the Schwarzenegger film Eraser, but uh, you know, before we get to that, we gotta we got to dive in, we got to do some sink or swim. Now, James, I know mm-hmm. you, you haven't been watching a lot of late. Yeah. Uh, is there anything? Can you scrounge anything up from the basement? Mm. What, what do you got? What do you got for me? You know, I've been watching some baseball. Oh, yeah. Uh hasn't been great lately. <laughs> um, Blue Jays not doing well. It's like they do good and then they don't do good and then eh, whatever. So it's early. It's early in the season. So all right. that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh We're only forty six games into the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, into the like hundred and whatever, sixty something games. Jesus Christ. Um no, you know, I haven't been watching much. I um, I can't fucking remember what movie I watched with my kids. It, it was that good. So, you know <laughs> what? I'm just going to pass. And you, you know, can, you, you are lucky that I have like six movies to talk I about. I <laughs> mean, it's honestly, I'm just so fucking busy because I have to edit all these too. <laughs> Oh, here he goes. So, so you know, the, I don't get to <laughs> I don't get to watch as many movies. All right, all right. Fair enough. Uh I'll go into a few things I watched here. I saw an anime called Tokyo Godfathers. Okay. Uh 2003. I've been wanting to watch this for a while. I didn't actually know what it was about. I thought it was going to be like about criminal like crime, but it's actually oh, about yeah. uh these three homeless people that live together. Um and they find a baby in the in the trash, basically, that someone has abandoned in the trash. Uh, and it's, it's taking place on Christmas Eve. Um, they decide they're kind of, well, two of them want to, like, take it to the police. And then one wants to be a mother. And so she's decided she's going to keep it. Uh, there's a trans character that decided she's she's talking about how she wanted to be a mother and stuff. So, like, does that they're just... They're kind ha- of a family. It's like a, there's, like, a man and then... The, there's a younger girl who ran away from home that's with them, a teenager. Right. And then um, 
this just happens in the movies, right? You find a baby, you're like, I'm just going to raise you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of an, a sort of an adventure, you know, one crazy night where, where are they going to go? What's going to happen with them trying to figure out a place, what to do with this baby. Um, and it's really funny and it's also dramatic and, uh, it's touching and stuff. It's mm-hmm. mostly like a comedy I'd say, but like, obviously there's a lot of dramatic stuff in it as well. So it's really well done. Re- uh, really good movie. It's not like your typical anime with a bunch of fucking robots shooting lasers at each other or something like that, Right. which is fine too, but it's, this is something else. So, uh, quite enjoyed that. And then I watched the big doll house. This is a whip movie or women in prison film from oh, okay. 1971. This is directed by Jack Hill who did, he did a couple of these type of movies. He did uh, a lot of black exploitation, mostly just exploitation stuff though. He also did the big bird cage. He did Foxy Brown and coffee with Pam Greer, um, switchblade sisters, some of those types of movies. So I've really enjoyed a lot of his movies, really trashy stuff generally. Mm-hmm. Um, Women in Prison movies is like its whole whole genre that was through the 70s and uh, 80s kind of died off after that. Yeah, you don't really see those movies anymore. No, you know, your caged heats and all this kind right. of stuff. Um, yeah, this is a pretty fun movie. I mean, it's, it's sleazy at times. Uh, Pam Greer's in this one too, actually. I think this might have been her first movie, in fact. Uh, these women are in a prison in the Philippines. Uh, a lot of these movies were shot there because it was cheap to do that. Um, and they're sort of like they were following like sort of infighting that goes on between them. But then there's also like these horrible sort of Nazi types that are running the prison that they are kind of fighting against. And like eventually they're trying to escape and all that kind of stuff. So uh, trashy fun. Good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's some good action towards the end of it as well. Uh, what else? I watched Dreamscape. This is from 84. This is one I remember seeing on the video store shelves back in the day, but never rented it when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It's got an Indiana Jones ripoff poster, which is actually really misleading because <laughs> it's not at all. It's a, nothing like and that. An, and it, no, it's not an adventure movie. This is a movie about uh, there's these scientists that are doing this experiments where they get people who have sort of telepathic abilities and they connect them to people who have these nightmares and stuff. And they try to get them to go into their dreams and help them like deal with their deal, shit deal with their stuff and so dennis quaid is like he was this really uh talented telepathic guy but he left this program years ago now he's just like kind of getting by scamming people winning at the right. track with his powers and stuff <laughs> he owes people money that are after him right uh he gets pulled back into this program um and they want him to help with this dreamscape thing uh meanwhile there's also like turns out the president has been having all these nightmares um and about causing nuclear war and stuff so they're gonna do they're gonna bring the president in to be one of the people in the being helped in the dreamscape thing but then they find out there's this conspiracy some sort of assassination plot where they're gonna try to kill the president in the dream world or whatever something like that okay so the the competing dreamer along with dennis quaid's character is uh is played by um Sully from Commando. <laughs> who is nice. Just, he's just such a perfect creep. Oh, he's awesome. Uh, David Patrick Kelly. Uh, yeah, he's he's just the perfect creeper. Yeah. Fuck you, bitch. I wouldn't even he's have like, sex with you. He's like killing people in their dreams and stuff. And he's like always like, 
I'm the best in this program, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> so, no one competes with my... So is this the inspiration for Inception? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Right? Maybe. Like, it definitely is a lot of stuff in there from that. Interesting. Um, but it's also got, like, feels kind of like um, like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's like an 80s, 80s weirdo movie. Right, And then of there's, course. like, um, I don't know. It's just got a little bit of everything in it. It's really fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. There's this, like, he has to fight this Cobra man in the, nice. in the dream world and stuff. I don't know. It's, it's a fun movie. It's kind of a weird mishmash of stuff, but, uh, I wonder, I wonder if that's why they, they didn't know how to market it. So they were like, let's just make an Indiana Jones style poster. That'll make people watch it. Like it has stuff on the borders of the poster that are, that relate is, that to are it in the movie. But you know, when you see the snake man and stuff you're, you're, and you see this Indiana Jones poster, you're probably thinking this is a different kind of thing than what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but I really liked it. Nice. Uh, I watched another '86 comedy called Jocks from oh, 1983. Nice. Another one I remember from the video store days. Never saw. Man, you're watching some good movies. Oh yeah, um, this one was fun. I mean, it's very typical slobs versus snobs kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. It's about a tennis team, a college tennis team, who their program's going to get canceled unless they win the fucking championship. Of course, of course. Um, and they're going up against some preppy guys and the guys on their team are all like crazy dudes. There's like this crazy Mexican guy. There's, uh, um, shit. What's his name? Sorry. Hold on. Oh, Donald Gibb from Bloodsport is a guy, is a guy named Ripper. He's on their team nice. and he's like a fucking Ripper. biker dude. <laughs> yeah. Ripper. And he's just like crazy and just like hits the ball like so hard and nuts people and stuff <laughs> with his serves <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, and of course they, at night they're going, it's, it's taking place in Vegas. So there's like a lot of eighties Vegas footage, which is really fun. And they, that's cool. they're going to the casinos and gambling and trying to get laid and all this kind of stuff going on right. at the same time. Uh, their coach is Richard Roundtree from Shaft. <laughs> uh, this one is not easy to find, but if you can find it and you like those kind of 80s, you know, it's a very typical formula, but I thought it was yeah. fun. Nice. Uh, also watch Day of the Animals. Day <laughs> of the Animals. This is a 70s eco-horror um, It's one of those animals attack type movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. The explanation is that because of um, stuff to do with the ozone layer and the the, the whole, animals are going crazy. Yeah, the animals start going crazy that are on this al- certain altitude. So these people are on a mountain on like a tour guide thing where they're camping and hiking. Uh, and Christopher George is, is taking them on this thing. Leslie Nielsen is part of this group, and he's like a fucking asshole. He's like <laughs> he's like the villain of the movie. Oh, okay. Um, even more so than the animals. Uh, and he gets like worse and worse as it goes on. Uh, it was really fun to see him in that kind of role because he's like fucking Frank Drebin from yeah. Air, from uh, Naked Gun, like or yeah. Airplane. You know, he's not like it's just not the way you think of him at all. And he's just like this total piece of shit asshole guy in this movie. Uh, this is fun. It takes a little while to get going, but like then the animal attacks are like all real animals in the movie. So like they're fucking up trainers and stuff. Like there's grizzlies and cougars and oh really snakes and so spiders. it's just like actual footage of people getting fucked up. Yeah, well, so like it's you know they've trained them to sort of like look like they're mauling them and stuff. Oh, I see. And or like biting them on you know padded arm things or right. whatever it is. Right. Um, 
but it looks meant to look like it's the actors of the, the characters in the movie. Oh, that are oh getting I, fucked see. Up. I see. I <laughs> see. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fun because they would never make that movie now like no. that, like ever. Uh, and it gets like it's one of those movies, too, where it like, gets kind of more progressively crazy as it, as it goes along and it gets pretty action packed by the end. So I had fun with that. I, I, cool. I don't have a lot of sinks here. Last thing I'll mention is I rewatched Slapshot, which I hadn't seen in fucking years. And years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Total fucking banger. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is hilarious. I, I haven't seen it in forever. Dude, it's so funny and just like, the f- it's just like so foul mouthed, <laughs> like in a way that I don't know, like they wouldn't make a movie like this now. Right. The way they swear at each other and stuff. And I don't know, it's actually really funny. Um, it's just like, you know, you had these kind of plucky sports movies at the time, but they weren't like, they weren't so heroic and realistic, unrealistic, like, um, bad news bears is one like that where it's like kind of dirty and I don't know, misfits sort of thing. And that's what Slapshot is, um, with hockey. And it's just like (laughs) being everyone being goons and beating the living shit out out of of each other and stuff. It's awesome. (laughs) It's so fun. I really enjoyed rewatching it. I, I hadn't seen it probably since I was a kid. So nice. Uh, I remember the movie that I watched. Oh, here we go. Uh, I watched Slumberland. I don't even know what that is. So it's with Jason Momoa. Okay. It came out a couple of years ago. I don't know this, I don't think. Uh, so it's a story about uh, this girl who uh, lives with her dad in a lighthouse and... Um, she tell like he tells all these stories before they she goes to bed about like in this dream world he would you know do all these things with this one character. Anyways, the dad ends up dying and then he, she ends up going to live with um, her uncle in the city. And so she only all she wants is to be with her dad. So is this sorry is this live action or animated? Yeah, it's live action. Okay. So. All she wants to do is be with her dad. So she goes into this dream world and she she meets this character played by Jason Momoa. And it's all about like you can like hijack other people's dreams and you get to. And this sounds kind of cool. Yeah. You, you can get to um, I forget what they call it, but it's like you get to the nightmare realm and you go through this like black hole and there's like these pearls. And if you can get your hands on this pearl you can like make any anything come true right so okay. it's this whole story which you kind of piece together as you go um like who this character in this dream world actually is and it's kind of a it's it's i actually quite enjoyed it it's it's a very like uh family i mean it sounds cool to me <laughs> touching movie and jason momoa is just awesome he it's his character is kind of like um it's kind of like a version of uh, like Jack Sparrow kind of oh, okay. character. Yeah, he's like quirky. Uh, quirky, yeah. yeah. And I just think he plays that character very well. And it actually seems like a s- similar kind of character like the trailers I've seen for Fast and Furious. Okay. Like, like just very like. But not as like. Not, not, not as, as a bad guy. He's yeah, yeah, exactly. Sort of more of a mischievous. Yeah, just good a mischievous. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I just I really like him in the movie, and I think it's like really well done. And wow. it, it was just a fun family movie. I've never even heard of that. It sounds like a, sounds pretty fun. Did you ever see um, 
Little Monsters with Fred Savage, no. Howie Mandel. No. It's kind of like that, except it wasn't dreams. It was like um, Howie Mandel was a monster that would come out under his bed, and then he kind of befriends him, and he would take him in under the bed, and then he would go into the monster world, and it would connect to the other people's... So he would like take him with him to go up under other kids' beds and stuff. Right. Like that. I remember seeing the poster or like yeah, the yeah. the VHS, but this is the. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and I I've never seen anything about that. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's from last year actually. Oh, okay. Well, so uh, so it was on Netflix. So yeah. watch that and uh, yeah. Yeah, if you got the kids, you got a family. Yeah, sounds like a good option. Yeah, it was good. Uh, my kids thought it was okay. <laughs> um, they're kind of they they are what they are. So. <laughs> they are what they are. <laughs> Anyways, harsh, harsh critics. Those kids. Very harsh. They only watch things one time. Oh, man. Like they're fucking brutal. They watch things one time. They don't like any of the flat cartoon stuff. Well, that might be a bit of a blessing in disguise. Not the flat, not the flat cartoon thing, but the fact that flat cartoon to the 2D. Yeah. But the fact that they don't uh, necessarily want to watch things over and over again, because no, I guess some kids, they're just like, yeah, let's watch Moana for the 8,300. Oh, no, I, I totally get it. And I can appreciate that. Like, so like three weeks ago, we watched Spirit. You yeah. know, the horse the movie. Horse, yeah, yeah. So we watched Spirit 1 and 2 back to back, same night. Yeah. Um, but then I think it's on Netflix or I don't know where it is. But then there's like four different uh, Spirit shows. Oh, really? <laughs> and so they've watched all of them. Oh, wow. Now. But the great they're thing bi- is... They're bingers. They're not like... They're bingers. They're not film. <laughs> but the great thing is, is once they watch it all, they're done. They don't right. watch it again. They don't again. go back and... Right? Like my oldest, she went through all of the Simpsons. Wow. All of them. All she did was watch those Simpsons every day. I mean, I any haven't second. seen all of the Simpsons because I tapped All the way out from probably. the beginning to the end wow. because it's all on Disney Plus. And once she was done, she was That's done. That's it. She's done. Okay. Well, so here's the thing. I mean, I've seen certain episodes of the Simpsons like probably 20 times. Right. Because... Right? These three, you know, this the constantly the reruns would be on, and uh, yeah, you know, Simpsons and between Simpsons and Seinfeld, I would just psh, Seinfeld's go so this. good. You can just watch it anytime. <laughs> anytime. Just, anyways, <laughs> anyways. So yeah, so I'm glad I remembered. I actually had to text my younger brother. And you're like, what is? What was that movie? What was that movie we watched? <laughs> and so, um, nice. so yeah. So if you got a family and you're looking for like an adventure kind of movie, you know, I. I think it's okay movie. Like it's not, it's ring, not ring an endorsement. It's James. not like amazing, it <laughs> but it's not like horrible. It's kind of like, it's yeah. some, something you can tolerate that your children will watch. <laughs> it was entertaining for me to watch. It's good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's talk about a racer. Let's hear that trailer. We told you there'd be risks. You also told me I would be under complete protection the entire time. Cyrex is selling weapons technology. This disc and your testimony will help us put them and their co-conspirators behind bars. You've done a great service for your country, Miss Cullen. Now it's time to think about your safety. He is Special Agent John Kruger. He'll be handling your personal security. 
We have a problem. The Cullen woman is still alive. His code name is Eraser. You're in an extremely high-risk situation, Miss Cullen. That should have been explained to you. The only way to give his witness a future is to erase her past. Your new name is Deborah Elliott. You know the signal. 911, I get out of the apartment. I work alone. If anyone comes to you and claims that I've sent them, use this. The disc, the girl, the guns. By dawn, they don't exist. Every person who knows the truth, $52 million arms sale, is dead. I'll make them disappear one by one. Except the one guarded by him. You're alive. I'll keep you that way. Trust me. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Eraser. All right, so Eraser, 1996, directed by Chuck Russell, starring, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Vanessa Williams, James Caan, James Coburn, Robert Pastorelli, James Cromwell. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is kind of coming later in Arnold's career, and this is kind of past, you know, what we would say is past his peak at this point, and arguably it's mostly downhill from here on out. Um 96? This is 96, yeah. Well, what came after 96? Uh, there's a couple things. I mean, Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, man. He is awesome. There was a few others. There were, you know, you had Collateral Damage. Oh, same year's Jingle All the Way. Same year's Jingle All the Way. Fucking classic. Stone Cold Banger. Uh, you had a couple others, uh, End of Days and stuff like that. Oh, the, yeah, The, the sixth, sixth Day. The Sixth Day, yeah. Collateral um, Damage. Yeah, Collateral Damage was the other one. Um, which I, I'm interested to do all those movies at some point, just cause like some of them I don't remember very well at all. And, but those are definitely, you know, on the downward slope of the career. Uh, and, I, and when this movie came out, I remember people were pretty hard on it as well. I remember seeing it in the theater and thinking it was all right. Did you see this movie before James? Uh, well I was 11 when it came out, so I didn't see it when it came out. Uh, I did see it years later and thought, meh, meh, yeah. That's the general kind of consensus. I, I always movie. kind of heard that it was kind of like a not very good. Yeah, that was definitely like the the sort of narrative for this movie for sure. Most people felt that way, I think. I mean, it does have quite a bit of action. Um, the one thing I just couldn't get over like watching it this time is the... He's a marshal? U.S. marshal? <laughs> that's what you couldn't get over? <laughs> that honestly... That's where you drew the line? That, well, because I'm going off of like the fugitive, where it's like, I don't care. <laughs> right? And it's like, this guy's a U.S. marshal? Marshal service. Like, this is what they fucking He's do? specializing in, in WITSEC. Wit, witness WITSEC. security. Yeah. He's uh, an eraser. He's an eraser. You've been erased. <laughs> Which, of course, is one of the last lines of the movie um so yeah so i remember thinking it was just all right i think when i had seen it and i haven't watched it since i saw it in the movie theater and yeah i haven't seen it in forever um we're doubling up here we're recording this right after we recorded the last episode and i thought well let's do something that feels totally different from you yeah know, which is a good decision movie so uh 
yeah, I actually had a lot of fun watching this this time. And I know you're probably coming out probably similar to where you've felt about it before. So I don't know what, what it was. Maybe it was just the fact that I watched it after that other movie. And so it felt refreshing in that it was a completely different tone. It's a big budget Hollywood action movie from the 90s with Schwarzenegger. So it's a very different type of movie. And that felt refreshing to me at this point. Like lately we've been doing, we did John Woo's Bullet in the Head. We did yeah. 13 Assassins, the Japanese movie, mm-hmm. uh, like Project Wolf Hunting we had just done. So this kind of felt a little like something I was missing right now for me. Yeah, but you also watch like, as you said, what uh, all your uh, sink or swim or, you know, seek or destroy. You watch a lot of stuff, so That's it's true. I it's jump all over. Like, I jump all over. Uh, <laughs> but I haven't watched anything like this lately. I, and I understand that. I know I watched this the day before I watched Project Wolf. Oh, Hunting. you watched it first. Okay. Um, Interesting. But I found that, you know, I was entertained. I was like, okay, like, oh, wait, I remember this scene. Like, when the scene happened, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when she's like going to the Brooklyn Zoo, I'm like, Right. right there's alligators, the alligators yeah right and that was one of the more memorable things i think from this movie for people yeah so uh yeah i just okay well let me re- let me read the synopsis okay, okay, and then we'll, go ahead. Go we'll, ahead. we'll break her down uh u.s marshal john kruger erases the identities of people enrolled in the witness protection program his current assignment is to protect lee cullen who's uncovered evidence that the weapons manufacturer she works for has been selling to terrorist groups when Kruger discovers that there's a corrupt agent within the program, he must guard his own life while trying to protect Lee's. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So the the movie opens with him going in to protect a different character uh, played by Robert Pastorelli, this like Italian mobster who's going to be turning evidence, state's evidence against another mobster. Which I love that. That whole sequence that is whole fun. Sequence. He comes in, he's dressed like a fucking ninja. Yeah. He's taking guys out. Uh, I thought it was. I thought the level of violence was good for you know a mid '90s American. It's a mid '90s, yeah. Uh, rated R movie. Um, I thought Robert Pastorelli was a lot of fun in this movie. So like, when he saves them, you know, he poses the him, him and his wife to look like they're dead, and he takes these photographs so that like the the word is out that they've been killed, so they'll be safe in witness protection program. Um, and then he goes out on the lawn and he's like, throws the guy's corpses out there. And Robert Pastor is like, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, oh, they killed you. And then they turned on each other. <laughs> and he's like, right. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that line cracked me up, man. <laughs> I, I agree. That was funny. I was like, what is this? <laughs> well, like there's like, you know, because of the, the type of movie it is, like there's just like that goofiness to some of the comedy in it. And like. I, I totally get how it might not work for somebody watching this now or it'll be really dated, but like, I don't know. I was having a good time with it and these mobster characters that come I in know, later. but it's not a comedy. No, like, but... That, that's like the only... Bits. Like, I get that he's the comedic relief in yeah. the whole movie, yeah. right? He's the Tom Arnold in this but, one. But it's just like... It doesn't fit because Arnold is so fucking straight, <laughs> right? There's not even any kind of like, at least in True Lies, he's kind of like right, he's, a little he, more. There's more comedic yeah. stuff coming from Arnold in that movie. Yeah, where where this, I mean, th- that line is hilarious 
for sure. <laughs> it, but I did think of like, what, like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I don't know what it was, my mood, but I was, I was totally having a fun time with all like, that this stuff. This is gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like Arnold has some of his, you know, classic type of one-liners, one-liners in this movie yeah. and stuff. So it was delivering for me. Now, is this is this as good as his best stuff? No, absolutely, no, absolutely. No, not. I get that. This is not as good as True Lies. This is not as good as Terminator and Predator and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I still had a lot of fun with it. Like, I don't think it's as bad as its reputation would suggest. Is it a classic? No. No, um, I don't think it's as bad as everyone makes it out to be. But it is kind of middle of the road, though. Yeah, I mean. I, I get it's like I a it. it's like a solid six right <laughs> I give it a little higher than that right a little higher than that. 6.5 but again it might have benefited from when I watched it which is right after that right other movie. right um there's there's great character actors in this movie like every role almost is played by a recognizable actor some of them are in it for way too little like James Coburn is the head of the the witness protection program yeah um, he's awesome he's great and he's not in it enough. No. James Cromwell is in it for only one scene. He's the he's the boss that uh, Vanessa Williams is trying to uncover the shit about. Yeah, he awesome. He has a gr- he has a great like he's great in that scene, but he kills himself in that scene. So like that's it for him in the movie, which I thought was a little odd because he's the kind of actor you'd want to have at least show up in a few scenes he's such a good villain yeah he's so good like uh, just LA confidential just in that scene where he's confronting her about what like what are you doing just in that yeah, scene in his one, tone james you got one scene come in here and just like, fucking kill it <laughs> he fucking killed it and himself and himself <laughs> but um but you've got James Caan as the villain, and I think he's a lot of fun too. Like he doesn't, he doesn't chew the scenery up as much as he could. Like he's a little restrained, but he's still fun. I think. No, I thought two things when I saw him in this movie. I thought, okay, this is of the time where he's the bad guy. Yeah, it's like you know he's going to be. The you bad know guy. he's the bad guy. It's not a, not a real surprise, right? When that, when that twist comes. And then I also thought of him in Elf. <laughs> right yeah. right because he has the same mannerisms he, he plays it he, yeah he plays it the same right so i was thinking about that a little bit too like james con is james con yeah but like he's so good like, he's so good he's so fucking good i think any movie he's in you automatically make it better right yeah definitely he just brings a credibility to oh, 100%. it 100 percent. like uh and i was thinking about way of the gun too and like how fucking good he is in that movie. oh he's yeah that um that's a great movie yeah, so R.I.P. James Conn. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. He's a fun villain in this without being... Like, you could maybe give him just a little bit more of... I don't know what. Like, something to take him just a little bit... I just don't think he's further. evil enough. Yeah. He's not, like... It's very... Um, like, I like the way he plays it on the plane when he does the... You know, when he betrays him and stuff. Yeah, it's um, very, like, evil Bond moment right like yeah. oh you're getting sleepy bond yeah you know <laughs> it's okay he's drugged arnold uh he shoots the other guy um with the he's got the bullet he happens to have the bulletproof vest behind him on the seat so he's not going to ruin the plane seat and all that stuff right <coughs> um i don't know 
I don't know. I had a lot of fun. I thought the I thought the set pieces were actually pretty good. I didn't even notice the bulletproof vest behind. Oh yeah. Like oh man, attention to detail. Those little He's things. just got it all He's planned got out it there. Uh, or it just worked out for him. I don't know perfectly or something. But I don't know those these sequences. I thought were pretty fun. Like the plane. It's like so silly, but like it's like Mission Impossible type stuff where Arnold is hanging off the plane he puts the he puts the seat like through the fucking engine yeah um james con is like turn this plane around and hit him out of the sky that was and, actually hilarious and he fucking shoots the windshield of the pl- of the 747 out or whatever it is uh, uh i mean that stuff's gold i mean i, mean, it looks, I it liked looks, it it looks very hammy because it's like date very dated yeah, like, no i get green it screen and cg stuff i but. actually liked all that stuff because it's like why not of yeah. course, that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, I mean, I th- that, the thing is, I think everybody's good in this. Like Vanessa Williams is good as the is the woman in distress. Like yeah. she's actually good, um, and she's not just like, you know, she's she sticks up for herself. She kind of she fights back. She shoots that one dude. I thought that was really good. And she shoots that guy in the leg and stuff. Yeah, she fights the Russian guy from when she's trapped in the chair and all that. I do really like that um, this movie doesn't make the classic mistake or use that classic right. no, trope no love there's no love yeah. interest love there. interest there's no which it's all business like thank god yeah it really would have ruined it wouldn't it it really would have because yeah like already i'm saying this we're starting from a point of this isn't one of arnold's strongest efforts um i would argue it's his last like good action movie from that from that original run yeah but, I mean, there's a moment in this movie where you kind of get a little bit like there's something there. Yeah, there's a little bit of something, it, but they never cross any. They lines. never cross that line. Yeah, which is like you're saying is definitely a good because it basically is just it reaches a point in the movie where it's just straight action the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So like he goes, he goes to that um, house with James Conner. They're like, oh, I need you to help me protect my witness I have at this house, and it's like all a setup. Um, yeah, where the guy's like, you're early, you're late. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what James Conn says. Yeah. Uh, like, I like how he, what? Like, you're he late? snuffs that woman out and stuff. Um, yeah, by <laughs> pretending to give her mouth the mouth. Give her mouth, the mouth. <laughs> like, you're twisted, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Didn't you think the action is like the action is actually pretty fucking well staged and like. Yeah, it's pretty they, well done. Actually. I mean, I'll admit the gators don't look great. It's very dated CG, but like I can look a, past there's, that. There's though. a charm to that. At this I can point look for past me. that. Yeah, um, I mean, you get that one liner. He he fucking shoots the yeah. gator and says, "Your luggage." <laughs> he doesn't have very many one liners, which is no. He's to a, me he's a disappointment. Like a handful, I guess, in this. Yeah, but. she asks like, "What took you so long?" He says, "Traffic." Yeah, traffic. Traffic. <laughs> and then yeah, your luggage. There's a few, and they're and there's some. They're decent. Um, the one, of course, the best is the very end, when he pushes the bad guy's limo onto the train tracks. They get taken out by the train, uh, and he goes back, and she's like, "What happened?" And he's like, "They had to catch a train." Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> That's a classic. Arnold that that is a classic. Right <laughs> that could stand up with the commando stuff. Yeah, don't bother my friend. He's dead tired. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So. It, I don't know. I had a pretty good time. Like we get into all the, you know, you mix in some of that sort of seventies paranoid conspiracy thriller stuff into this. 
with it's oh, how high up does it go? It's into the government. Yeah, um, and like these weird uh, guns. Yeah, we haven't weapons. even talked about the weird technology. So she works. Vanessa Williams works for this like weapons manufacturer, and she finds out they're somehow dealing guns to terrorists. Um, it turns out they're working with a, people within the U.S. government. Um, and yeah, they've created these weird like I don't know what are they? They're like laser guns they um, you can the scope can is see like is like x-ray vision that can see through walls and all the it, things inside and see like inside humans like their heart and they like aim right at it and it, stuff it's like an energy it's like a jolt of energy or something like she describes it and arnold's like oh i've only ever seen that on like uh, a warship or something or like the like some like it's really big yeah, you're telling me it's in a gun? handheld. Yeah, yeah, like they're big, like they're big, but they're like big machine guns, kind of. Yeah, except so, they look futuristic. I was wondering, like this would definitely have ranked on John's oh, hundred percent stupid gun list. Hundred <laughs> percent. I always wanted to send him a picture of it. And be like, <laughs> I need you to weigh in on this. <laughs> Does this make the cut? Uh, so it would absolutely yeah, well, it have totally made the would. cut, especially totally the way would. it looks when they shoot and stuff with like the yeah. I don't know. It's it, it kind of looks like a laser, but it's like air being dispersed. Yeah, by, that's why it's like it's like energy or something. But I do like that scene in the warehouse where they're looking in the warehouse and then they're trying to find him the bad like one of the bad guys picks up his picks up his shotgun and yeah (laughs) i like that yeah that was good there you are he's like no No. (laughs) and of course like we get to that moment where we've been waiting so long arnold finally gets his hands on those guns but then he doesn't even use them like the way that they're intended he holds two of them of course of course he does (laughs) because it looks Uh, so good with him with two he does look good and this is this is like the trim down Arnold. Like he's not yeah, as big. He's right? not as bulky as in the past. Yeah. A little little thinner, thinner. I mean he's still ripped. He's still ripped, big, but he's but he's Yeah. Yeah. A little trimmer at this point. But I think so this is it's an interesting point in his career because I think at this point people were kind of starting to turn on him. Like Last Action Hero was a flop, even though, you know, people are stupid and it's a fucking certified banger. Um, yeah, but like I don't know, like what the fuck was going on in the mid '90s that like? Well, it was just a different. I just think people were like, okay, we've seen enough of this guy or like, something. Like, dude, it's we're not, the we're, '90s. We're, yeah, it's the '90s. We're over this kind of thing. Like, we're into grunge <laughs> and like, plaid. I mean, but on the other hand, True Lies was only a couple of years before this, and that was a huge smash. So yeah, that was. Um, now that's a different level of directors. We're talking about James Cameron versus this guy Chuck Russell. Um, Chuck Russell has actually done some movies that I quite enjoy. He's an interesting filmography. He did The Mask with Jim Carrey. Okay. He did Nightmare on Elm Street three, which is arguably the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's probably it's my personal favorite. He did the Blob remake, which I fucking love that movie uh, from '88. But then he did also like the Scorpion, the Scorpion King, King and like yeah. the shitty Bless the Child horror movie with Kim Bessinger. Uh, he did a couple of more recent shitty John Travolta movies and stuff. So kind of all over the place in terms of the movies he's done. But, you know, he's not he's not James Cameron. That said, again, I got to go back to saying I think the, the action set pieces are all pretty good. The stuff in the house, the stuff in the warehouse, like you're saying. Yeah. Um you know the the stuff in the zoo, like all these are fun 
stuff the plane like i don't know wait there's that scene when arnold's parachutes out of the plane um and he lands in the the junkyard on that car oh yeah and, the, and then there's that those little scene, kids that scene is awesome it's so funny she's like she's like he's like where am i and she's like earth, earth. <laughs> welcome <laughs> that's actually a pretty funny scene it it stands out it and that's what i mean like so like that scene it doesn't seem like it fits in the movie but okay so you're saying that but like there's a bunch of that kind of stuff in the movie like yes we go into the more serious conspiracy side but then we have all we have the mafia guys <laughs> who are very concerned about the union not being involved oh, with man. the shipping that's true uh, that was hilarious i thought that stuff was so funny that is true Do you got a union representative here i don't see anyone <laughs> yeah you trying to do stuff without the union involved I thought James is on these guys' side for sure. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Teamsters got to stick together. <laughs> um, they're helping out. Like, Robert Pastorelli's character, I don't know. I just got a kick out of him in the whole movie. So when he goes back and he finds him working at whatever, he's working at the gay bar. Yeah, he's, he's working at the he's gay bar. protection. Like, Which is hilarious. <laughs> he's like, I need your help. He's like, I thought you were going to ask me to, like, what did he say? He's like, help you move or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought you... <laughs> You want me to break into this like high tech weapons place? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I th- I just had a fun time with this, and maybe it's low expectations going in, thinking, "Oh yeah, this movie is very meh." You know, um, I I can see why you had a fun time watching it because yeah, if you go into it just being like, it's it's a whatever movie, just it is what it is it is kind of like all over the place but like also like crazy in like all the different set pieces like like the plane the warehouse the like breaking into the the building to yeah you get like some like, mi- you get some mission impossible type yeah, shit exactly you get like a little bit of everything like there's like spy stuff there's big action scenes you got the and then you get some of the comedy and yeah yeah, yeah. You get you get a little bit of everything, um, and like you're saying, I think they smartly avoided the romance subplot kind of thing. Totally, I don't know if that was in there and they edited it out, or if they were just like, no, let's not bother. But I think it was really the the right way to go. Um, I think the it's kind of fun having these ridiculous guns in the movie. It's just something different. Um, I think it fits for this movie because you kind of had to have something different. Like, what else were you gonna have? You couldn't do like the nuclear codes or some bullshit because it yeah. would just be like whatever right. that's We've boring seen a million times yeah um oh there's the fun scene with the nail bomb when he's hiding behind the fridge and that nail bomb goes off and like nails his hand to the fridge door oh and stuff. yeah yeah i don't know there's like a lot of fun little things like that in the movie um i like that like every fucking like heavy like every fucking um stooge in the movie is played by a recognizable actor who always plays those types of roles like almost everybody in this movie is a guy you recognize as being a henchman from another movie yeah um so there's like that factor to it the one guy who's like also a dirty um like fbi or whatever guy that's working with james con uh he just has one of those like evil faces uh he was on x-files as like a really terrible villain guy uh, yeah, there's a lot of recognizable. Oh yeah, uh, Nick Chinland, 
Uh, oh, yeah, he was in Con Air as well. You remember him in Con oh, Air? Oh, he was in Con Air. Yeah. yeah, I totally remember him. Yeah. Uh, he's just got one of those faces where like, oh, yeah, this guy's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like immediately. Um, you get the, the fight with James Con at the end is kind of fun. I like this. I like the sort of aftermath where it's like, oh, there's going to be a court case. And he's just like he, you know, like, yeah, him and those this politician are being arraigned for treason or whatever. But like they're arguing about how, oh, no, we were the good guys in this situation. And you're like, oh, so what's going to happen now that it's just a court thing? And then Arnold once again fakes Vanessa Williams death and that explosion. Yeah. And then shows up to do the, the putting them on the train tracks. It's Robert Pastorelli driving the limo who like gets out and lo- leaves them. On. <laughs> like, man, he really inscripted this guy's help like for uh, everything in this movie. Well, when you're in, you're in Dustin, you got to have that comedy guy there. Well, and that's what you get throughout the movie where Arnold goes to all these people and they're like, Oh, he helped me. Yeah. He's got people that he's helped all over that are willing to right, like, like that that priest that gives the car like it burns as much oil as it does gas yeah yeah uh and there's the woman who sets them up with an apartment in chinatown or whatever so like he's got people that are loyal to him all over we don't get a lot of backstory on him though like he's he's just this marshall guy who he's the eraser and that's kind of it to his whole he's like the super marshall u.s marshall guy yeah um oh and then like those fbi dudes who are working with Vanessa Williams when she's got the the fucking feds. the wire and then one of them was uh, John Slattery from Mad Men. I was like, oh man. Uh, I, the funny thing is, like, you know, there's those actors that get known for something later. Yeah. And then you later you're watching a movie that was from way before and you see them and you're like, never noticed them before, but there they but are. Now you see them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of always funny. Um, but uh, but he was good. He's good in those scenes. Like. I think all the like little character actors are all yeah, even really the, good people. Even the reporter. Yeah, the reporter. Yeah, another recognizable yeah. actor, right? So everyone's playing it. There's that there's the young there's the young Marshall guy on the flight who they kill. He's yeah. like he you know, you've seen him in a bunch of stuff. He's always I, I don't know, I always like him right away when I see him. I'm like, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> it's always so weird. Like you watch like these movies like the 90s or the 80s there's i feel like in the 90s especially there's like so many character actors yeah that yeah you can have like 15 character actors that you've seen in like a hundred different things but like nowadays you watch a movie and like you might get like maybe like five character actors yeah you're not gonna get like a lot of these roles are like just small roles that you like, why would you hire like a, a semi-famous person for that role? Like for the reporter role, do you really need to hire that lady for that? It could have just <laughs> been a nobody. Yeah. But like, okay. But she wasn't famous, but she wasn't she's, famous. Rec- she's recognizable because we've right. seen her in a bunch of movies and that's like almost everybody in this movie is somebody like that. Um, and yeah, like you're saying, I think that's true. Nowadays, you know, they'll be like, okay, well, we can only, if we're shooting this movie for Netflix, we can only afford like two or three recognizable character actors. And, but the other thing is, I think it's just the industry has changed so much. Like, is you know, Netflix the death of film? Well, we had the budget, you know, in the 90s. Okay, 90s, this is 96, Eraser. I don't know what the budget was. I bet you it's pretty fucking big. For a Schwarzenegger movie, 
that was theatrically released at this time. Um, so you can afford to have good people play every fucking role, but other also people aren't established now. Like, okay, so we know that there's not really movie stars anymore. There's like a, a handful of people that you could still say are a movie star. Like, hundred million dollar budget. There you go. Hundred mil in '96 money. In '96, yeah. holy. So big, big time. Uh, probably didn't, probably didn't do that well, did well, it? Well, worldwide it did 242, which that doesn't take into account uh, video. Right. So it, so the people made their money back. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So you had the money to afford the best fucking character actors for every small role in the movie. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, we're shooting this thing streaming on Netflix or whatever. Uh, we got, you know, we only got this much money that, it, I mean, in one sense, okay, you, people get opportunities and maybe somebody emerges, maybe other new character actors are come up and mm-hmm. start getting stuff, which is cool. But this is like, you feel it's, there's no cracks in the, in the concrete. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though it's not like the strongest movie, the acting wise, you're fucking, yeah, you're solid. You're solid all across of these. the board. Everyone's yeah. nailing all those mobster guys. You've seen every one of those yeah. fucking guys in oh, another yeah. movie, right? Totally. The big fat guy, like the you big know, fat you know guy. All of them. I was trying to think where the fuck I've seen that guy. Not the not the boss. Yeah, yeah. The, the big, other the guy. Big dude. I'm like, I've seen this guy. Tony right? Longo. Yeah. And uh, like all those guys are like perfect classic mobster. Absolutely, guys. a thousand percent. I love like, it. They're so funny to me, though. Oh, they're hilarious. Oh, God. Um, and that's kind of... That storyline sort of comes out of left field, like having these mobster guys as helpers. <laughs> like, it's just kind of funny. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I had a good time. I Again, is it among the best Arnold movies? No, no, no. But it's a far cry from the ones that are coming after this. Like, I don't know if you ever saw End of Days... Or, uh, uh, I think I saw it once. Yeah. I, I don't, another one I saw in the theater. Don't I don't remember anything about it except Arnold versus Satan, which, you know, kind of sounds fun now that I think about it and I want to watch it again. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, it's better than what was it like last stand? Yeah. Last stand. I remember not being very good. There was a skate plan that he did with Stallone after. Oh yeah. Escape plan. Which I saw in the theater too. Didn't, didn't think it was good. Um, Although I feel like we almost have to do that, like Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Movie. Oh yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll for do sure. it. We'll do it. <laughs> um, but the thing that I was kind of mystified, I was like, well, after he got out of politics, why didn't he go back to making fucking big time action movies? Yeah, okay, yeah. He's granted he's appeared in these Terminator sequels. They all suck. Maybe um, he just doesn't want to. Like maybe yeah, it's maybe. just. He showed up in the Expendables movies. But he's like he's got role. enough money. Maybe he's like he help, have to, sure. helping other people or he likes to tour around and whatever. Who the fuck knows? He's also like what? He's got he's got a TV series. Something? Yeah, I mean, now he's old, old. But when he when he when he first got out of politics, there was a window there where he could have pumped out a bunch of these types of things. Yeah. Again. Or done like, I don't know, wouldn't it have been kind of fun to see a command, a late commando sequel or something at that stage? Oh, yeah. If the people were willing to, you know, make it the right way. I don't know. Getting the boys back together. Yeah. Or another predator, something, you know. Um, so, like, this whole last part of his career, there's been very little that was, like, 
something to get excited about. I mean, like he could even do like another comedy. Sure. Right. Like, well, he was supposed to do Twins sequel with Danny DeVito. Oh, okay. did you see that recently? Um, him and Danny DeVito, and I think it was like Tracy Morgan was going to be like the third brother or <laughs> oh. something. Or Eddie Murphy was rumored for a long time too. Um, Ivan Reitman was on board to make it, then he passed away. Um, and so just the other day, I saw a statement from Arnold where he was like, "We had it ready to go. We had funding. Me, I was on board. Danny DeVito was on board." And then Ivan passed away, and now his son Jason Reitman is like, he's fucked it all up, and he won't do it or something like that. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, ouch! <laughs> he sounded pissed about it. Well, that's too bad. I definitely would have watched another Twins. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> now I just want to go watch the original Twins. Yeah, which is great classic. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I just felt it was time to do another Arnold movie because it's been a while since we did an Arnie. We've covered almost all of the classic bangers. Well, the, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like there's a few old movies left. Red Heat. Um, what else? Hercules in New York. <laughs> Raw Deal. Raw Deal. Raw Deal is one from the from the the heyday that we need to do for sure. But there's not much. That's kind of it. I mean, there's that's, Terminator Three. I guess you could argue. Yeah, there's not really much of anything. Yeah, I mean, we've even done Batman and Robin already. So. Yep. But, that's uh, true. Yeah. I don't know. I had a good time. I I wish you had had the. I was picturing that you were going to be enjoying it the same as me. So you no, know, honestly, like I I can understand and I can appreciate that. Like that you, and maybe I was just watching it at a time that it just wasn't hitting me that way. Yeah, no, it's and it's um, fair enough. And and like you know, like it isn't the best movie, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, but I do agree. There are some funny things. There are. It is a wacky movie, really. Like, yeah. there's a lot of crazy shit happens in this movie. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was just fun to me to go to this, this era, watch an action movie of this type again. This um, is a popcorn movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just an entertaining, you get a little bit of everything type of movie. Um, like now that we've been doing this for so long, I when I watch a movie, I'm like. Would this movie be enhanced if I watched it in a movie theater with a whole bunch of people? Right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this movie, Definitely. it would be. Yeah. Especially right. now, kind of knowing what the movie is and everyone kind of knows going in. Right. It, it's it would established be, what it is. Like, so people aren't going in thinking, this might be the next Terminator. Yeah. Like, people would, like, you know, laugh at all the right moments when it, even when they're not like purposely playing it for a laugh, but they're like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I think it would play really well in a crowd. I think it would. Yeah. Yeah. I think people would be now be ready to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Funny, funnily enough, but yeah. Well, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other scenes, but I think we pretty much talked about everything that matters in this movie. So yeah, I don't really have anything more to add. Let's get to the ratings. All right. What do you, what do you got for me, James? All right. So I got plot five, kills six, pacing six, quotes and tropes five, reaction five, overall 5.4, which seems low, but whatever. That's what I'm a little disappointed in at, in at least your quotes and tropes rating. There's not uh, enough. 
Oh, Come man. on. Between him and Robert Pastorelli, I mean, just for the, those sons of bitches alone, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that cracked me up so much. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> you thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. So I had plot six, uh, kill seven, uh, pacing seven, quotes and tropes seven, reaction seven. So I was a 6.8 overall. Okay, so that's overall 6.1. Okay, 6.1. That's a fucking massive tie. Oh, boy. Okay. We like 6.1s. All right, so at number 104, we got Die Hard 2, Mm. Mission Impossible, the Mm. first one. Yeah. Uh, The Fifth Element, Marked for Death, The Punisher, Ooh, Action USA, Demolition Man, Predators. Wow. That is a big tie. It's fucking huge. Well, okay. Tell me the first few again there. Um, uh, Die Hard 2, Mission Impossible, Action The Fifth element, the fifth element, Marked for Death. Marked for Death. Oh, yeah. The Punisher. 1989, The Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Dolph Lundgren. That's a fun one, actually. Uh, I think I'd probably slip it between Marked for Death and The Punisher if I if I had to think. Actually, that it. was my gut feeling. Yeah. Because I did enjoy The Punisher, but I think this is overall a better made movie um, with just a little bit more uh, uh, entertainment on every level kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Marked for Death, though, is one of the Seagull's best. Man, fucking love that movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's I so can't good. put it ahead of that. And certainly I can't put blood it ahead of Fifth Element. And, yeah, Blood Club. Uh, El- Fifth Element. And um, sorry, what, were they, what was that? I keep forgetting what the first couple were. Uh, it's uh, Die Hard 2. Yeah, Die Hard 2 Impossible. and Mission Impossible. Those are good movies. So Yeah. Yeah, I feel comfortable there. So that's behind. new number. Uh, well, it'll be... 108, but I haven't added last week's in yet. So it's actually 109 now. Okay, 109. All right. New number 109. So top, <laughs> top, top 150 Top films. 150 action films ever made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, so now we have, let's see. Now we have 226. Crazy action movies on our list. Yeah. I'm trying to get and, to and 500, I, and, I, and I think we got even more episodes than that because we've done a bunch of non-action yeah. episodes. We have a lot more episodes, but yeah. um, that's a lot of action movies, it man. Is. I mean, I would love to hit 500 at some point. That'd be. It, I, I would feel like a, the list got, was truly impressive then. At yeah, at 500. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah. That that would be amazing. We just need to get there somehow. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow, and scratch our way. John's already quit. So, <laughs> John, you fucker. You know what? We're just gonna get the fans to like tell. We need them to tell John he's got to come back. <laughs> He'll never hear it. He'll just hear it from us. We'll report to him. Yeah. Like, hey, man. People fucking want it. They want to so, see it. So, hey, um, Sam says you're a cocksucker. <laughs> um, That's your son. But also our <laughs> Patreon supporter, Sam. <laughs> yeah. He also says you're a dick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right, people. Thanks for listening. Uh, hope you had fun. Hope you are watching good movies. Uh, check us out on Instagram. You can send me a message there. 
Um, we're also on Letterboxd. That's where our list lives. Check us out on Patreon if you want to sign up. James has got a new shirt in the works, and there's going to be some new stuff there. And also, you sign up at the top tier, you can start putting your name in for the rotation to make us watch movies that you'd like us to talk about. So that would be fun. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Talk to you later.